let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Um, I'm getting a bit of lemon on that on the on the flavour. Bit of lemony, some some citrus in there, maybe. Dry. Very dry, very dry on the finish. Light, light, some light spices on there. Yeah. A little bit of sort of like floral spices on the end of it. The nose didn't really give any of that away. No, it's one of them that's quite deceiving, isn't it? Mm. It's, I wonder if it's because. I'm finding this quite a lot lately that when a beer's cold, the aroma's not there, and it's only as it begins to warm that more of the aroma seems to come out. Now, I don't know if there's any science behind that. Well, you get that with white wines. I mean, if you go to wine tasting, you'll get the uh, the white wine will still be opened and be allowed to breathe and release for a little while. You still wouldn't serve it ice cold. Yeah. You'd doing it straight from the fridge. No reason why lager isn't the same. I mean, this is a four point four percent. Yep. That's, what? What is it? What is it we're drinking here? It's the uh, Four Pure Brewing Co. Indie Lager, the five hundred milliliter can, which I picked up at the last London Brewers Market at Spitalfields. Okay. And, is, uh, is is this a is this a special edition or is this a now uh, part got, of their core? I've range? got a feeling it's going to become part of their core range if it hasn't already. Okay. Uh, partly because when I was flicking through on Tapped earlier to have a look at it. Um, it came, didn't come that far down the list either. Right. It sort of sat within a lot of the ones that they do regularly. So still fairly new. Yeah. And, and nice packaging as well. In, yeah. Indie Lager with, with with a plane on it, which I'm I'm going to take is that that's from Indiana Jones, isn't it? That that that. Well, plane. it looks like it looks like the plane that he sets off at the start when they yeah. then draw the little lines on the map. Yes. Yeah. So it looks like one of those 1930s type planes, doesn't it? Quite a nice little nod there. If it that's, is. If that's the case. Yeah, I quite like that. The, the can is nice, actually. I do like that can. Very different to a lot of the rubble stuff as well. Four pure, inspired by adventure, so I suppose yep. it could well be. Brewed with the finest malts, classic German aroma hops, house lager yeast. Refreshing and easy drinking craft lager with a smooth and crisp finish. I, I'm intrigued that they've... Maybe they've done it on purpose, I don't know, because it's... It's in what is predominantly a white can, so so that does that wouldn't look out of place next to Stella or Carlin on the supermarket shelf, would it? No, and it'd be the same sort of size as well. Yeah, so, so no, it wouldn't look, it wouldn't look out of place. But I think it's I think it's quite striking that that bit along the front, everything's happening in that front bit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The whole design. Yeah, and it's and it, you say it was 4.4% at 4.4% yeah. and they've gone for the, the lower end of the lager market yeah, as well I'm finding it really tasty though it's, I do like the dry finish it's incredibly drinkable yeah so certainly again it's one of those on a hot summer's day you could easily easily sink a four pack of these yeah if they, if they if they if they uh, if those ended up in M&S I could just see myself having those on a hot day I'd be very happy with one of those on the train wouldn't you on the way home yeah I could have sank about four of those the time the train I was on there I could have done one of those last week before the show about two and a half hour marathon I had in fact some people have run the marathon quicker it was worth it though mate it was, it was, it was worth it was it. worth it for the spoon show Absol- absolutely so um, mate what have you been up you haven't really been up to much since then have you um, you've, no. you've been off the uh, you've been off the old booze I've been off the booze so my last beer previous to this was the uh, the resin we had at spoons last week because um, I had uh, uh, for those who haven't haven't realised I had a keyhole surgery on my knee last Thursday and you very kindly came and picked me up from the surgery in London um, so I decided to have a few days off and a few a few days off the booze before and after um, however my dedication knows no bounds so I've decided to break that by having some beers tonight while we record well done mate I know absolutely I know. well done I can't imagine the Anything worse than recording a beer-related podcast and not drinking beer? It would be like doing the alcohol-free <laughs> show again, wouldn't it? Oh god! Actually, no. I'd rather actually just not have the beer if, if that was the choice. <laughs> um, what about you? What have you been up to? I again a, a fairly quiet week. It's for, for me. It feels like it's the, the calm before the storm of, of what's to come for me this week because I'm heading up to 
to Manchester for the tail end of the Manchester Beer Week. Yeah, you're going for the, the big finish, aren't you? I am going for the big finish, yeah. So my, my plans are uh, there's a Galway Bay takeover at Cafe Beer Moth on Thursday night. There's a Buxton takeover at the same place on Friday night with the seven cask lines. And then I'm going to the Pilcrow summer thing for two days as well to, to drink as much beer as I can get my hands on. And presumably popping into a few other assorted venues. Uh, I will be, yeah. As well. Yeah, I'm planning on finishing uh, the weekend at uh, Beer Nouveau, who are doing this Homebrew Expo at, at the end of the week. As, oh, as right, well. excellent. So looking forward to that. I, but mean, it, that. I mean, it has looked good. I've you know, been looking at some of the stuff that's been going on since it started, the Manchester Beer Week. Look like there've been some fantastic yeah, events already. Over a hundred events they've yeah. got this this year, which is just fantastic. But you it looks like it started off good. It's not like they're all they're all packed. They're not all going to be packed in at the end. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit annoyed with Connor actually because <laughs> <laughs> last year he said to me, "You've you've come on the wrong weekend. You should have come on the end weekend. That's when we that's when we did did all the good things." So this year I booked the end weekend, and it looks like all the good stuff's at the beginning of the week. Well, I don't know. I mean, the Pilcrow event looks pretty good. Buxton seven cast tap takeover doesn't look too shabby. No, I'm not going to complain too loudly no. about that. I've got, I've got to, I've got to say. Um, but no, just uh, I suppose just not even in preparation from that. I just had a couple of beers at the weekend just from my um, my, my latest haul from Beer Central. Oh, so did that get, that get delivered recently then? Yeah, this month's box turned up. So uh, some of the highlights that were in there: the Magic Rock Cryo Baby. Um, the, what do you think of that? I loved it. I, I I put the word smashable in, in my check-in. Um, I got loads of peach and mango and passion fruit from it with her, and I got a really bitter finish off of it as well. Yeah, because uh, Michelle and I did the, uh, like, fairly much that whole IPA series yeah. they've done recently, and we tagged on the last couple of cans of human and unhuman. And if you take those two out of it, so the other four or five, like the telekinesis, te- psychokinesis, telepathy, that range of it, I thought the cryo baby was the standout. Yeah, it's it's one of the best I've had. Bags of well. flavour, yeah, lovely finish, and they had a like lovely light carbonation all the way through as well. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like a lager carbonation, but wasn't overly gassy. Slight haze, yeah. To be fair, um, but I thought it held it all really well together for four point eight. Yeah, session. session yeah, I mean, that was a good session beer. That one, five hundred mil can. Yeah, I uh, poured that as I lit a barbecue at the weekend, and it took me about three goes on it before I was pouring my next one. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, we, we, we were massively impressed with that one. Yeah, uh, what else was good that I had at the weekend? Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, from this was a collab between Evil Twin and Omnipolo, old fashioned lemonade IPA. Okay. So it it's basically an IPA with cloudy lemonade in in, yeah. in it, and, and it was incredible. It was it was just stunning. It was oh, my, my check in says uh, incredible stuff. It's lemonade. It's IPA. It's great. That's all I could say about it. So it was, you could taste both. You could still get the IPA qualities, you can, but you could still get that cloudy. You got the refreshingness of the lemonade, which gave you a really big lemony dry hit and then you had this lovely bit of finish coming through from the IPA it was just just incredible stuff just really really good I mean those, I mean you, I, I can I can picture in my in my mind's eye those two those particular set of flavors going because we often say about some of the IPAs about you know lemon quality a pithy citrus yeah yep so the fact that they've just gone okay fuck it we're just gonna put these two together <laughs> But it could have come out an awful mess. And, and it's going to work. Yeah, but it could have come out yes. a mess. Um, it could have come out a mess, but I've, I've got to say, Omnipolo seems to be able to do no wrong with the flavours that they seem to be able to impart into beer. Oh, I would agree if, with that. If they're involved in a brew and they say this beer is going to taste of this flavour, it will damn well taste of that yeah. flavour. Yeah, I'd go with that. So, um, yeah, and then just uh, the only other one to mention was the, um, the Kingslayer from Buxton, which was... Um, I, I think maybe a couple of weeks too old um, by the time I got my hands on it. And that's that's nobody's fault but my own in terms of when... Oh, just the way you built up the box. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit resinous. It was a little bit sticky. Um, but it was still had this big, bitter, juicy feel to it as, as, as well. And again, just... Just incredible stuff from Buxton, like, like always. Yeah, well, I think we've said it enough times and I don't think we're the only ones saying it now 
in the past and won't be saying it in the future. It's they just make yeah. solid and fantastic beers. And bearing in mind, I'm I'm off to the takeover on Friday night. I'm sure this isn't the last time you're going to hear me saying the word Buxton. <laughs> saying the word Buxton in in the next few weeks. Well, no, we'll, we'll, we'll be looking forward to he- hearing back from your adventures in a in Manchester. So, like you say, a quiet build up before yeah. Manchester it probably isn't a bad thing anyway. Just just feel like I'm easing myself into yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm off to Cologne this weekend, so. Okay. I'll be drinking a few beers. There is a, a beer festival about an hour away from uh, where my brother lives in Cologne, which we may or may not go to. That will depend on how how confident I am with crowds and standing around with my knee. Yeah. Um, if not, there's plenty of places to enjoy Kolsch in Cologne. And apparently a craft beer bar has opened in Cologne recently as well. Okay. So I can drink craft in Cologne. There you go. So there we Every, go. Everything you could possibly All the seas. Yes. Um, so next week's show should be quite interesting. Be, be, us, might be some beer adventures this with time. With us talking about our adventures. <laughs> and uh, I, I will just remind people, that the long-term listeners to, <laughs> to, to the previous version of this podcast, that the, the last time I did four days in Manchester, I could barely talk on the Monday night recording. That's true. One of us, <laughs> unfortunately, we've got a guest, which we'll say more at the end, but there's a guest next week. He might actually be holding the whole show together. He might do. <laughs> he, he, he might do, yeah. Um, so, let's, um, should we get some more thoughts on this this beer? Because we're almost finished yeah, with this one, I'm, and then I'm, we can jump into the news. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I think it is a really lovely lager. I mean, I don't think, is this Forpure's first lager? I mean, I don't recall, recall unless they've done a few one offs. The Pills. Yes, the Pills is quite, is, they've, they've had as one of their core range for a while, haven't that, they? That's, that's one of those. First came in a small can and yeah. appeared in a big can, didn't it? Yes, the, um, and that's, that's the, that appears in MS as well, along with the Session yeah. IPA, doesn't it? But actual, just the same as just said lager. I think an an out and out lager, yeah. I think it's really good. I mean, I, I, I tend to swerve lagers a lot of the time these days, and I know a lot of people have a lot of time for Pills and lagers. And a lot of people I, you know, listen to and read their their stuff have a I have a lot of respect for that as well. And they say it. But for me, I tend to find that a lot of them are still just a bit ordinary at times. This one, if I picked up a four pack of this and like say a hot day, barbecue, snuck on a train, they'd go. Yeah. I I agree actually and some people might have picked up on one of the beers that I had in, in, in the last week. I I was out on one of the hot nights last week. And went into to a local pub that had three cask taps, uh, two of which had glasses on them. So straight away you knew you, you weren't getting anything from those. And, and the third was a Duca's IPA. Um, so I opted for an ice cold Heineken that, that was poured through a iced tap on the outside and poured into a glass that had been frozen as well. So this had... It was ultimately cold and refreshing, but pretty much devoid of any flavour. <laughs> but it did the job. It did the job. I mean, to be honest, I, um, I'm, I'm partial to a pint of Heineken every now and again, but I don't need it to be that cold. Not to the point where there's thick ice on the outside of the tap. Yeah. And then... And the, there must be a Heineken thing, because when I was at a bar in Ipswich recently, um, a couple of my mates went for Heineken, I was on ghost ship, shockingly. Um, surprise! Just surprise was, and it was exactly the same thing. It was uh, one of those ones which has the ice on the tap, and then there was a fridge that they went to get yeah. the glass. So this must be a Heineken dip tap. It's, it's got a bit interesting. They had, they had two Heineken pumps, both with the ice on the outside, and both of them had a temperature gauge on the outside on it as well <laughs> to tell you how cold it was. And I opted for the one that was the coldest. Why? What did you do that for? Because it was hot, and I wanted something. Oh, to, to, to cool me down. But well, like I say, it did the trick, though. It did the trick, but coming back to this, uh, that's a really enjoyable lager. Um, I think Four Pure have been very clever here. They've, they've aimed the ABV at the lower end of the market. Yeah. The flavours are dialed down. There's, there's a lot of flavour in there. Yeah. If you was to put that next to some of its macro competitors, you'd be able to pick that one out, yes. I think. And I think the packaging would put that on a supermarket shelf that you would happily pick up and give a go. Yeah. I, I think I think the whole package with this is very, very clever. No, I think I think the whole the whole thing's very clever. Please they pick the one up. I thought I picked up two, but maybe I did maybe I picked up some of the juice box. I may have just got said I'll have one lager and three juice box please. <laughs> <laughs> Which wouldn't be a shock either. So no, no I, I think it's a good one. Yeah, very good. Nice and nice start to the evening as well. 
So, uh, let's cover some news. It's, again, it's been a bit of a light news week this week, so um, we'll probably rattle through this. Um, in uh, conjunction with the Manchester Beer Week starting, so talking about Manchester again, um, uh, a report was released um, stating that Manchester stakes its claim as the cask capital of Britain. Now, I think I remember back to last year where I think Sheffield claimed this previously. Yeah, wasn't that based on some study by the University of Sheffield? Yeah. Um, this one um, has been... This is on the back of a study into the beer sold in the city's pubs and bars. So the Manchester Beer Audit 2017 found 411 different car scales on sale in venues throughout the city council area, beating nearest rival Sheffield, which boasted 385 in its last survey, as well as Nottingham, 334, York, Norwich, Derby and Leeds. Um, survey also confirmed Manchester is leading other cities in kegged craft beers too, with 234 different beers on sale throughout the city. More than 80 independent breweries now operate across Greater Manchester. I mean, that's that's great news, isn't it? I mean, that is great news. I mean, especially as a car drinker, I think that's fantastic. I mean, I think I'd, I'd love to see people start picking the holes out of that, saying, well, how do you, how do you define the craft keg? At least with the cask, it's easily defined. Yeah. You know, that's sort of an unequivocal statement of fact. It's cask or it isn't. The other bit, I think they'll probably be open to debate. But I think that's brilliant. I mean, it shows the variety that Manchester has at the moment. It does. I mean... Variety of brewers, what they're brewing, the dispense methods. Yeah. If you go to Manchester and you can't find something you like, it's probably more about you than what's being offered. Well, well, I think, again, not not wishing to, to harp on about it, but, but the fact that they're, that they're doing a, a takeover this weekend with, with seven Buxton cask lines in, in, in one bar... You don't get seven... No, 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 Buxton. Buxton only do cask for their their tap house. Yeah, but do they have seven on usually? No, they don't have seven on. Do they? I mean, I haven't been, but I'm sure when I've read about it, when you said it, they've actually gone out of their way to have seven cask beers available for this, haven't they? That they have. So, and and I'm going to go. I'm going. I'm going to put some money on the table right now. One of them is going to be Spa, which is their. That's their session, isn't it? Yeah, session. three points. Nice and light. Parallel. I'm guessing we're going to see Axe Edge on, on cask again because they do like to roll that out for special occasions. Okay, so I'm going to see that on my Twitter newsfeed. You, you are, you're going to see lots of that. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I imagine there'll probably be a yellow belly in, in there as well. That that will be at least three of them. Yeah, yeah what four? I mean, that'd be really interesting to see. I mean, God knows. Obviously, you need to get a picture of all seven, but the fact that they're doing seven shows that they, A, they know Manchester Beer Week gets a lot of traction even just in year two yeah but also Manchester still has a lot of people who do like good cask good cask beer absolutely you know, and that study shows it I mean forgetting about the titles and stuff that goes with it just those numbers sound, to me sound pretty impressive yeah well the fact that as, as far as it's different ones it's not they're not saying that there's three, 200 pubs all selling two or three of the same beers it's the number of different beers that are, go, are being rotated through. Yeah. The, I find it quite interesting that London didn't appear on that list. Was that that London wasn't surveyed because it's too big? Because I, I would have thought that there are more than 211 cask beers available in London at any one time. I would have thought so as well. So I, I, either we're going to be massively surprised and there isn't, or maybe they were excluded for the purposes of the survey. Just because it's too big in a Maybe bigger area. Big. Yeah. And you're just going to go, well, it's London, it's London, it's London. But, all right, take, we can take London out. I think mean, that's I mean, great for Manchester and great for the surrounding areas. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, moving on. Um, the, the other piece of news this week is uh, from Brooklyn Brewery. And um, this just, again, one, once again shows that, that where, where we lead on things others follow so we recently did our opinions on films yeah. where, where we pair, pair beers with a classic film um, well Brooklyn Brewery are doing the same uh, they've got a series of um, events called Brooklyn Nights uh, where they're um, pairing films with beers that, oh. that, 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 with their seasonal beers that are available oh, so onto, onto the solicitor cease and desist <laughs> yeah. letter going out immediately to Brooklyn absolutely so the first one's on the 4th of July and um, it's going to be uh, the classic Jaws paired with their new seasonal brew Summer Owl 
Um, so um, if people are interested in that, um, it's taking place at the Prince Charles Cinema. Um, I would guess just search that and, and see where you can get tickets from for that. But I mean, we had a lot of fun doing the. We had a lot of fun doing. I'm looking forward to doing it again. But yeah, um, I, I think it's. I've started to see that the Odeon now sell Becks and Magnus or Balmers okay. as an it's offering. A star, it's a start. And I think people, and you've got these other type of cinemas where you have like these more like armchairs and yeah. they're more like the what used to like the electric palais, palace type cinemas where they make it a bit more luxury and comfort and stuff. So yeah, it, it would seem that people are thinking well, maybe you can have more than nachos and a and fizzy coke. Yeah, during a during a showing. But no, we definitely had good fun doing the doing the bits yeah. and the, and the, and Back to the Future. If you haven't listened to it yet, you know it's still there, ready to download. It's, it's timeless that film. That is absolutely timeless, as is as is the podcast. And while we're promoting our own work, <laughs> uh, I do just want to say as well that um, if you've not checked out uh, part two of the crossover that we did with River and Bruce, um, make sure you check that out because you can hear. Um, just how drunk we got by yeah. the end of the evening. <laughs> I mean, this, was, this was a two-part show we did, but both on the same night. So we met up beforehand, we'd had a few beers, then we recorded our half of the show, which went out a couple of weeks ago, uh, well, probably three or four weeks yeah. ago now. Yeah. And then their part came out last week, and that was recorded at the same time. So I think we did eight or nine beers in total, pre-recording, recording, etc., um, but I don't always I'll be honest I don't always listen back to our own shows because listening back to yourself is still a bit of a struggle at times but I did listen back to all of that during the week last week and it is enormous fun and there are some there are some good good moments in there which I think people really enjoy and it, you'll be even if it's just a bit with Steve's face for the last beer is <laughs> worth it you can't see the face but trust me you better picture it from what you're saying I don't think it's just my face I think it's some of the comments that I actually made as well because I was actually cringing when I was listening back to it I was like oh my god I can't believe I said that yeah um, but but yeah it was uh... and there's some decent music chosen on there as well absolutely yeah and, and the music went well with yeah, was, some was, of the music went it's with, good with some of the beers and also give you a, give it, if anyone is not familiar with the podcast might give you a bit of food for thought about the whole music and beer thing definitely yeah absolutely and, and make sure you check out all of their back catalogue as well especially the particularly the episode they did with Pete Brown because this whole music and beer thing was was Pete's originally one yeah, of Pete's ideas him, wasn't it? Um, so check that out because that really gives an insight into the whole science and background to it as, yeah no as, it's very as, interesting as, especially as well. that one yeah yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so that's the news. Uh, we've got another beer uh, appeared on the table. Um, what are we drinking now? Okay, so this is another random one from the fridge that I've had for a couple of weeks. Um, this is from And Union. It's their Easy Pale Ale. comes in at 5.5%. I know nothing about And Union and I know nothing about this beer. I believe these are... A South African company that are their beers brewed in Germany. Now you see, I think the German bit um, must be true because that's the bit I did see um, on my untapped. But I was I'm very unfamiliar with what they with, with what they do. I think I've maybe had one of their beers in the past. Oh, I'll probably go through untapped and then find those blue stars beside the whole. Probably had this one. <laughs> anyway, cheers. Cheers. It's an interesting flavour. Oh, I'm not sure about that. Actually. Um, feels quite... Caramel. I was getting some sort of spicy note somewhere in, in there. there. Some sort of herbal note in the background. A little bit earthy. Yeah. Quality to it. It's like, um, is it an English parallel they've tried to do here? Balanced, gently spiced, easy like Sunday morning parallel. No, oh, I'm definitely getting the hint of the spice. That's definitely coming through. Yeah. I'm not sure you need it in a parallel myself. For me, a, a, a parallel is one of those. It's a, it's a first beer of the night, or it's a go-to. Quite gassy as well. Yeah, very much. So. <laughs> I'm definitely feeling it. 
But yeah. uh, well, well, we'll see how that progresses. That one, I, I think so. We we can we can enjoy that over the next few minutes anyway. Um, so it's time to get into this. Opinions, 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 opinions. So this week's uh, question that that we asked was. Um, would you consider taking beer to a dinner party with, with a simple yes or no? So what, what were the numbers that we, we had this week, mate? Okay, well, it appears that um, our listeners, like ourselves, like a simple life, <laughs> uh, we had 492 votes, which I think is second or third highest in our I think that's number of votes. second to the London, to the London one that we did, yeah. Uh, so overwhelmingly, and perhaps partly because of the, the audience, uh, 92% said yes, 8% said no. Yeah, this one was very heavily weighed, wasn't Definitely. it? In, and and I think that might have suffered slightly from a bias of those people that follow us and get involved in 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 the polls that yeah. we do. Um, had that been maybe put to a I don't know a wine drinking audience or a more generic audience, maybe it would have been a bit more of a balanced answer. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be interested if I if I'd asked it at the wine and beer night I had the other week, it probably would have been a fairly even split between those who preferred the beer and yeah. those who preferred the wine I imagine I mean our listeners tend to be beer related aren't they yeah. beer's their thing and, and it was that that inspired this poll a little bit wasn't it because yeah. we, we were speaking about that last on, on, on last week's show the, the you did a, a beer and wine pairing yeah. evening uh, at work which sounded incredible and I still can't believe you wouldn't let me come to it <laughs> um, you know I could have been your valet or, or something to have, to have got in there's no there's no shortcuts you actually have to work for a bank okay um, so so yeah so um, as, as always and again really grateful to everyone that gets involved in, in these we had a lot of comments this week as we well we did have a lot of comments I, I was a bit worried when I saw the, the votes coming in but maybe the comments wouldn't hang around that much yeah we did get we did get a lot back didn't we we, we did so let's let's dig into some of these and, and then as always we'll get to our views okay. on it so um first up uh mark johnson at mark n johnson yes i'd consider it but only when appropriate assuming i know the hosts well i'll take a beverage that all could enjoy it could be beer and that was very much echoed by again a similar comment from um nate southwood at nate dog 27 only if the stipulation was bring your own bottle. Otherwise, I'd take a gift as appropriate. If they like wine, that. If they like beer, that. So, um, straight up, people saying it's about knowing the the, the audience that you're, yeah. you're you're going to. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, I mean, I guess the only thing I thought about is I was, when you, when I read the question back and I sp- I voted myself. I was like, well, I wonder how many people actually have dinner parties these days. In, in the traditional... Well, that came up, didn't it? Yeah, in the traditional... You know, yeah. My, my version of dinner parties, probably in my head, is either those rubbish things on Channel 4, uh, Dine With Me. Oh, yeah, called, yeah, Come Dine With Me. Uh, which I've been unfortunate to see now and again. Or from, like, 70s sitcoms, where you have, like, very formal dinner parties and everyone does turn up, obviously, with a bottle of wine. I imagine that if you turned up with a bottle of wine with a screw top in the 80s, you probably would have got kicked out. yeah. So, no, no, I, I was just curious about that myself. So, what, what would you think? What, what's your word? Do you get invited to dinner parties? Or is no. it just a party? No, I can't. Well, do people not invite you anywhere? I generally don't get invited. You don't get invited, yeah. No, no, people take one listen to this and I'm not having him. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not coming. Um, no, I, I think, thinking back, it's been a few years since I've been to anything like that. But very much the... the, the, the the ones that I've been to in the past, the done thing seems to be to take a bottle of wine, regardless of whether it's a good one or a bad one. I mean, I, I know in the past that I've, I've taken bottles of wine that were bought to a party that I hosted <laughs> that I never got around to drinking. Oh, the ultimate recycling. Yeah, that I thought, well, I'll take that to the next one, yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. Um, so, so yeah, no, it's it, it it's a strange one. And again, we we had some people saying that particularly about the, the wine side of things. So, um, peaches on regalia at the Sonic Mole. Uh, yes, because I can pick a good beer, but I am clueless about <laughs> wine. Um, and then we had somebody, uh, Rich Caller uh, at R. Caller said, yes, but my first call might be something more wine-like, say a Flemish red 
or something like Wild Beer Co's Classic Modus. Okay, I'd invite, I'd invite Rich to a dinner party if those were going to be the starting of his choices. <laughs> I want to go back to one though, one which, uh, from uh, Mike at Bites and Beers. It depends entirely on the menu. I usually look to pair a beer with each course with an extra one for pre and, pre and one for post dinner. I want to go to the dinner parties he's getting invited to. Where okay. he's getting the menu at the same time. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's nice of your host to actually give you a menu as well, isn't it? So, uh, but yeah, I, I like I like the idea that you'd start doing a bit. I can imagine him coming up with like a case now. Yeah, <laughs> here, here we go. Here's, here's the selection of beers. Yes. Yeah. Um, again, uh, this one. It's, it's, this is a man after my own heart. Uh, Mark Bailey at Uproar Thirteen, <laughs> an on-sale bottle of wine from the supermarket. I'm afraid all my regular dinner party dinner party hosts have a good selection of beers, so I default to wine. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> that's how I buy wine. I if, if if I have a fancy wine, I literally go into the supermarket and I will see which bottle is half price. And if it's about the five, six, seven quid mark, I'm like, well, that must be a decent bottle. That was right. It was 12, 13 or 14 originally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's like, yeah, you know, that must be a decent bottle for that price. Um, so, so, yeah, very much a man after my own heart there. It's a strange one because, I mean, um, you know, I would say when I first uh, was dating Michelle, we ran around to see her brother and sister-in-law. I took a 750 bottle of beer and a bottle of red wine. Okay, so you, 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 you gave both I, I brought both. One, because I knew that the beer thing about me had already been mentioned as well. Yeah. Um, and I almost feel like, well, if I don't turn up with beer now, someone will go, but I thought you were into your beer. So I feel like I'm going to bring a beer. But I, I do like my wine anyway, and I've usually got some wine tucked away at home for, for occasions for me for me to drink <laughs> or to <laughs> take somewhere else. Yeah. So I, I have to admit, I've, I've, I have taken both to, to dinner parties or occasions. Mm-hmm before well there was there was lots of people saying about um yes but it would have to be a 750 ml bottle and and in that same vein yeah no one same, suggested a four pack did they no no no, no, no so we're going to take a four pack of indie lager and, and share those out but and, and also a lot of people suggesting um impy stouts as well which yeah. i know you found quite surprising i did because unless you know that someone's really going to enjoy it now, once that 750 is open, yeah, you can say, well, okay, well, there's more left for me. But it's a bit, now, if you're not sure about what sort of someone's wine choice is, you might think, oh, white's quite safe. I can chill a white. It hides a few sins, so it can still be used. Whereas if they've got a particular type of red they like, so I don't know, say a pin and a wine, you, you turn out with something which is the, the opposite end of the spectrum to that, say yeah. a big Rioja. They might go, no, that's not really my kind of red. I think with an impy stout, don't get me wrong, someone turned up at my, my door with a 750 ml impy stout, come on in. But I think just it's a very bold choice. It's a lovely choice, but I think it could be potentially quite bold. It could, and, and I know there are a few people that it's taken them a while to get to impy stouts in their beer journey. Yeah. As, as, as well so not Michelle she got there in about two weeks one, one friend, friend of the show Janice Dunn uh, at Mrs Beer Snob um, used to really struggle with, with, with Impy Stouts and now she loves them so it wouldn't have been her, her first choice so could you imagine rocking up with say one of the beers that you served at the, the, the beer and wine oh, yeah. in the, <laughs> the, 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 the Bourbon County uh what fourteen and a half percent? Yeah, Wayne would have loved me. Yeah, you've got this. You've got this massive beer that you're suddenly expecting people yeah. to. I just think it's, a, it's quite a bold one. I think you need to know who you're who you're rocking up with. I mean, if it's say a dinner party and say about twenty people, and you're only going to have like a, the equivalent of an after dinner liqueur. Yeah, then it might work. Might work. Yeah, and and that's what um, Chris Chris Elston at Elston's Beer Blog said. Last dinner party he went to, he took a seven fifty ml bottle of Impy Stout, which ended up coming home with me. Falls. Um, I'd say for the win there, mate. If you've taken it home with you again, then you get to enjoy it. Yeah, I'd say that that's um, that's a t- that's a ten out of ten. Yeah, um, and and then I suppose just um, a couple more to, to to finish with in terms of the comments. So um, James at Gammon Baron. Uh, it's the only circle I fraternise with, and then proceeded to give us a list of how he would <laughs> how he would serve this. So IPA pals before. Matching beers during, then some palate cleansers, impies with the dessert. <laughs> dessert. I'm still yeah. struggling with that one <laughs> after last week. Dessert. 
Yeah, not, not desert. Um, and then Belgians with cheese. Yeah, that's Would quite interesting. I, 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 I can see where he's going because of the various types of very funky flavours you can get with some of the Belgian beers. Yeah. But you can also get some really deep flavours with some of those triples and their quads, couldn't you? I mean, you can imagine a couple of the, the big quads having some lovely rich cheese with those. I... I would I would go with a quad, but I'm very much a dark beer and cheese. For, oh, for, no, for, I, I, for I could see that. You, I mean, you could say some of the lighter flavoured cheeses, maybe not say your mature cheddars and things like that, or something too too out there with some of the lighter Belgian beers. When I say lighter, lighter in colour, maybe rather than ABD. Yeah, I quite like that. I want to. So, James, when when's your next dinner party? Yeah, we're we're, we're coming. Yeah, we're coming. <laughs> And we'll bring beer. We'll bring beer, yeah. So we'll, we'll, Tim, we'll bring cheese as well. Um, and then I think probably the last one we'll, we'll do uh, on, on this is uh, an interesting one. So Tom Barnard at Tom J. Barnard. Would you go to one where it was an issue if you bought beer? Would you go to one where it was an issue if you bought As in people might think it's a bit odd. You yeah, would you, would you go to a dinner party where people thought it was strange if you suddenly rocked up the beer? Uh, I hadn't thought about that. I mean, I guess it comes back to what I was saying earlier. I mean, if you if you rocked up in the 80s and maybe 90s, early 90s with a bottle of white wine with a screw top, you'd probably automatically be looked down upon because it didn't have a cork. That sort of uh, snobbery has disappeared from, from the wine, from a lot of the wine world anyway. So you've now got very good wines which you can have a screw top on. Hmm. Um, if you turned up with a beer, I think it, it goes back to the thing, but if I didn't turn up with a beer properly, people would find it odd because people get beer in now for when I turn up because they know that I like beer. And sometimes I'm better off then bringing my beer anyway because their beer choices may not be the ones I was hoping for. <laughs> they may be the ones I expect. Yeah. Um, but I would still go because I am a big fan of most versions of alcohol anyway. And if it's a dinner party, it also means they're feeding me. So it ticks all the boxes. It does tick yeah. all of my boxes. So, uh, no, it wouldn't be an issue for me. I think that most of the people I associate with, or even if they only know of, would probably expect a beer to feature at some point anyway, even if I turned up with it myself. Mm. What about you? I... Probably the same, actually. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. To be fair, I'm quite partial to a drop of red wine, and it's quite dangerous sometimes when, when, when I get on on the old red if I'm <laughs> a, a, a dinner party. Um, but I would happily take along some beers, and and again, probably lending itself to some of the comments that people made. If I, I'm, I'm going to assume, if I've been invited to a dinner party, I know the people, yeah. so. Um, I would be able to probably judge what beers they're going to enjoy and, and what style of beer I need to bring for them to enjoy. Whether it's a case of me rocking up and saying, well, actually, no, we're going to have this with dinner, not the wine, or, or not whatever you've chosen to serve, yeah. I don't know, but I'd, I'd certainly take something that I would want them to experience. Yeah, I think that's where I am. I'd say, say you know, it's their party. So it's up to them yeah. what goes with what. But I might say, well, look, fancy trying this. Whether it be before or after, I might do as a, you know, do you fancy opening this before we uh, crank open something else, yeah. before the food? So, so on, on, on the slight flip side to this, if you was hosting a dinner party, mm-hmm. would you choose to serve beer as, as the drink of choice? If I was hosting, I would probably lead with beer, but I would have wine available. Okay. Because, again, I don't mind wine, and I know that there are people who I do know, um, I don't know how they're still in my life, um, who aren't all beer people. Um, so I, I, would, I would lead with beer. So, so if any of them are listening to this now, yeah. you're, you're, on a, you're on a very short list <laughs> yeah. at, at the moment. Exactly. And you're soon going to be written out of Martin's life. Yeah, if other people increase their beer offerings. <laughs> um, I, I would say that I, wouldn't, I would never, I would always hope not to exclude anyway. Okay. Fair enough. Well, that was um, that was an interesting one yeah. this this week that just um, just kind of came out of that discussion from last week yeah, on the and, beer and the beer and wine, yeah, yeah, and 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 how people thought about it. Um, got any more thoughts on the beer? Um, well, I've been sipping it while we've been talking, and I think as it's warmed up a little bit, that little bit of spicy here I was getting is sort of seems to have tailed off a little bit. Um, I'll be honest; there's nothing extraordinary about it. 
I think there's a lot of, I think the packaging has probably done it no harm. Very plain orange can just with a, you know, just a Sunday pale ale on the front of it. But I wouldn't be looking for it again. I'm, this beer would have made, made me look out for the other beers. I'm not a fan. I'm, I'm going to put that out there straight away. I'm not not really enjoying it. The, the, the flavours aren't really doing it for me. I, I, I don't like the packaging on, on it. Um, I just... I mean, I think... I'm I, just struggling with it, to be honest with you. I think I've had... I'm, vaguely in my head, there may have been an And Union bottle in one of my beer box cases once. So I'd be interested to know what one that one... I, I've definitely had a couple of their bottles before. Because they, they, they were quite tall bottles, weren't they? Yeah. And very, again, very distinctive labelling yeah. as, um, as well. But would this make me think, oh, I'll try another one of something else? No. Whereas the earlier beer, if I, even if I didn't know Four Pure, I'd go, eh, yeah, I might see what else I've got. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's a, there's a little way to go with that particular beer. What was it you said? The South African brewery who brews in Germany. I'm sure. I'm sure and Union are South African, but I'm sure. I'm sure they're all the brewing's done by contract in Germany. Oh, it does have brewed in Bavaria by Brewers and Union in Munich, imported to South Africa. Oh, maybe I've got it the other way around then. But there's obviously there is some connection then. Yeah, let me. I'm just um, I'm just looking them up on Untapped. So they're listed as yeah, Munich. Um, it would appear I've had this beer before. You've actually had this beer. So come on, tell tell me and the listeners what you thought of it before then. Well, it only got a three. Okay. The last time I checked it in, which was back in 2014, um, and uh, you're going to have to bear with me on this because I, it was when I used to do reviews of beers on Instagram and then put a link to that review okay, well, while you're looking, in my untapped feed, which. Obviously, you can't click on li- links in, in your untapped feed. So I'll just crack open the next beer then. Yeah, yeah. You, you talk about the next beer while I um, play on the phone. So we've got the uh, Belching Beaver Brewery Peanut Butter Milk Stout, uh, which comes in at 5.3%. Again, I think I picked this up at one of the local bottle shops, uh, Licorice down in Shenfield, um, for no other reason than I thought, well, I haven't tried it. So let's see what it's like. Put a picture on um, Twitter today, and we had a few people saying they weren't that fussed about it. So, be interested to see what we think about it. Don't know if you've tried this one, have you? Uh, I haven't tried this one. No, I'm I'm still looking at um, beers because I'm not sure whether this is the one I've had now. It's what what's this beer actually called? Is it Sunday Pal? Sunday Pal. Yes, right. Okay, I have had this thing, and and this this is what I said about it in twenty fourteen. Uh, American influence is clear in the flavour profile. There's that toffee pine flavour that comes through with a soft finish with hardly any bitterness. I nailed that three years ago. <laughs> it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed, and um, yeah, I wouldn't be giving it over a free. No, if I'm being honest. But that was from the bottle that, that I had before. Okay, well, they haven't changed it for the can then. No, clearly not. So anyway, okay, cheers. Cheers. Oh, you get the peanuts straight away on the nose. You do get the peanuts straight away on the nose. And you get peanuts in the flavour. It's like drinking... Um, Reese's Reese's peanut but peanut cups. Yeah, I did wonder if it might be like that because it's a very um, the Reese's peanut butter cups are a very. It's almost like it's a very um, artificial peanut flavour, isn't it? Yeah. Now, obviously, straight away you're going to make comparisons to Yellow Belly. I think here. Yes. Um, and and I think the, the the difference being here is that this is all peanut butter up front. Yes. Whereas, and it's it's quite thin. It's as, quite thin. As, as well. I mean, but it's, I mean, it's it's uh, well, half the ABV, I suppose. Yeah. At five point three. I was going to say you compare it to to yellow, but it's a lot thicker on the mouthfeel, yeah. and the peanut butter's more subtle in the background. Yeah, that that whole well. um, Snickers 
feel comes yeah. through as you start going through it in your mouth, doesn't it? Whereas this one is peanut on the nose, peanut on the flavour straight away. Yeah, it's 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 all there, isn't it? It this literally does what it says on the tin. Yeah, getting hardly any of the um, like the sweetness from the milk stout because I think that's just being washed away by the yeah. Um, I think you probably the peanut I think butter. we might start to get that sort of lactose sweet as we. As it, as it warms on, a little. As it warms a little. Okay, well, while we're letting it warm a little, let's um, let's take some uh, feedback from our listeners. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know. Write it down. Let us know your thoughts and bitter in lingerness. Write it down. So, uh, this week, um, and I, I love that this happened as well, that uh, following on from last week's show, um, Uprising Brewery got in touch. They, they obviously listened to the show that, that we did last week featuring one of their beers. From, from Overspoons, uh, and they said, hey guys, we agree, I'm guessing with what we said about their beers, they're doing trials with can conditioning to keep the beer even fresher. They feel the filter has stripped some of the flavours out, so... Yeah, because I think I described it last week, if I can remember, is that to that warehouse, American warehouse aged thing yeah. to it, wasn't it? Um, and we were getting more of the sweet caramel toffee side of it when it's been around a little while too yeah, long rather yeah. than those big fresh up front hoppy flavours yeah. and aroma so yeah I was, I was impressed when they came back to us I mean you know it, it just goes to show but just because you you can put beer in a can it's there's still people there's varying degrees of how good it is for people yeah and how easy it is to do it and also presumably the type of beer you make you know is it is it is it suited to the can I mean must be a lot of different things that they have to try to find out. Absolutely, but like I said, I think I think it's great that they got in touch, and we're really grateful for them getting in touch as well and and talking to us about it and saying, you know, look, we're trying stuff, and it might not be where we want it to be right now, but we're still working on yeah, it. Yeah, so I'm glad they didn't say we think they're talking bollocks, guys. <laughs> yeah, which is always more of a challenge when you get that that, that sort of. <laughs> yeah, we don't read those out. No, no, they get they get binned straight away. Um, so uh, number one fan Miles Lambert at Miles Lambert's been in touch uh, again about last week's show great show lads impossible to avoid just how much of an impact spoons have had on pubs in the UK so what do you think to that one I think he's right I think we sort of if we didn't say it overtly during the show I think there was a few times where we sort of hinted at that and went down that road and you know my, 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 my mantra about spoons is no problem with spoons I think they've changed a lot of the beer scene in pubs, whether that be meal deals, varieties of beers. Yes, you can ask about whether there's any dubious practices with driving down prices, but that conversation could go against the whole multitude of the service and retail sector. Um, but I wouldn't want every pub to be a spoons. Which which we covered <laughs> off last week. Yeah. And um, so if you haven't heard last week's show yet, then listen, shame on you. Yeah, because I always spent a lot of time getting to that pub. <laughs> but go back and listen to it. As, um, so no, as, it, as but it's always it's always nice to hear hear from hear from Miles. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next one, uh, Johnny Robbins at Johnny R Robbins uh, at Beer O'clock Show. Could you please say the owl drinks an owl in next week's show? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this was this was one from you that um, it came from Carl. Yes, yeah, so, uh, KL Gunner. He he emailed you a link to something. Yeah, a story, it? a story, a story about rape beer. Now, obviously, uh, people may remember, listeners may remember that rape beer has come up a few times recently, uh, namely because of the ABI investment uh, into rape beer, and there was a lot of. Uh, chatter on social media and we had a brief discussion about it about you know what why were they buying into it what was the what was the rationale behind it yeah i mean abi aren't known for their charitable donations in the beer world now, i'm sure they do some outside of the beer world but within the beer world so what are they trying to get out of it and um you know there was lots of speculation about that but an interesting story and whether it's directly related or not i don't know but it's probably bad timing but it's come out and it was basically to do with the fact that the actual ratings for a brewery appeared to not be working quite the way it was intended. So if I remember correctly, um, I will take the obvious example, ABI's brewery rating in the last six to nine months went up. Has, has increased significantly, yeah. And one would assume that a lot of uh, rate beer aficionados probably aren't massive 
ABI beer drinkers, or at least not knowingly, um, and if they are, a lot of the time probably won't be rating them that highly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's only so much Goose Island, Bourbon County Stout, you can rate that highly all the time. Um, and a, what Rate Beer said uh, was basically they thanked the journalists for bringing it to their attention, and it would appear that the algorithm wasn't working correctly. But a bit strange, but it hadn't been noticed over a long period of time. Yeah. But the brewery ratings had gone up. I mean, that was the gist of it, wasn't it? Yeah. But basically, yeah, I mean, you, you, you questioned the timing of it maybe being unfortunate timing. I would say possibly just good journalism in, in, yeah. in terms of... Yeah, sorry, I mean, unfortunate for rate beer. Yeah, the, the I mean, investigation yeah. that had gone through because I, I read it and the feel that I got from this piece was that they're essentially saying that rate beer in fixing the brewery scores. Yeah, I mean, I think it's actually got the example of where ABI's score was before and now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there's there's too much of this article yeah. to go into. We'll put the link into the show notes. A- absolutely. But have have a read through it. It's a decent, decent piece of work. Yeah, and um, let us know what you think about yeah. this one. Because I think this is this rate beer thing, I think, is just going to bubble and bubble for a few months yet. Well, I'm just wondering, because we had that bit where you said the story about where some of the breweries have now started to um, basically scramble their own yeah. descriptions, scramble their beer names. You almost feel like that if Rate Beer don't get a hold of this, it's just going to eat itself. Possibly. And you'd be wondering, what did ABI get out of it in the end? Yeah. Yeah, well, it would, as we said last week, was it last week or the week before? It would, it would seem as though they've already got what they needed out of it because they're producing beers... For particular markets yes. at particular breweries. Yeah, yeah, that, that has been that has been suggested uh, more, more than once recently. Yeah. And I think it'd be interesting to see what other beers start to come out from the ABI related Absol- breweries absolutely. and where they're brewing them. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um so yeah, uh, check out the link to that in the show notes and have a read and, and, and let us know what you think. And then finally, uh under Bitter and Lingonis this week, uh regular contributor Paul at UNRCD once again asking us a question. Uh, with brewery collaborations coming out so often nowadays, do you guys um, still get excited by them? And what would your dream collab be? Um, dream collab. We're still talking about beer here, aren't we? So I'll keep it clean. Uh, <laughs> but to go back to the fir- to go back to the first one, the uh, brewery collaboration. You guys did this before, didn't you? In the previous guys, the beer clock show, one we, of the live ones, didn't we, you? It was one of the live shows that we did at Hot Burns and Black. Uh, yeah, where we spoke about collaborations, and we were asking, "Are we bored with them yet?" And I think that what came out of that was also that we found that sometimes, and this is probably a year, year and a half ago now, we felt there was a lot more style than substance with regard to some, some of the of them collaborations. Were projects yeah and nothing more um now obviously for me last year my beer of the year was freeze company yeah which was a freeway collab with magic rock cloud water jw lees and i thought that's a fantastic beer i think with collaborations what you what you can get you can get the best of all the worlds who are involved mm-hmm. unfortunately what you sometimes get is the worst and i'm going to link it to last week's show when spoons do their collaboration beers they tend to be pretty dire because what you tend to get is you get some what seems to be some very good brewers both in the UK and typically from the US who seem to bring the worst that they do and put it into a collaboration beer rather than the best of what they do. Yeah. I find that the collaboration beers at Spoons are generally best avoided in my experience on the car section anyway. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think that you get some really good collaboration beers these days. And what I did find fascinating was that Cloudwater have carried on using the JW Lee's Yeast strain, haven't yes, they? in in other beers, yeah, as, as well. So yeah. there was obviously something they got from that. They thought, hold on a second, you know, JWDs may, you know, they may be a big regional brewer, but they've been doing this a long time. This there must be something about this, yeah. And it definitely, you know, in the freeze company, it worked. So I think that if you if you can get the best of the best, I say they carry on. I think it's, it's great for publicity. Brewers probably love it. I mean, they get to talk with like-minded yeah. people, maybe using different equipment. It might be a day out, a week out, or you know, if they're traveling to another country, I reckon they probably have great fun doing it. So, what what would your dream collab be now? Can you can you think of two breweries that you would love to see collab? I don't know. I mean, someone in Adams would always work for me. Um, you're, you're halfway there with my with my dream collab, <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Who, I don't know who'd be. So, while I'm thinking about it, who would yours be? Buxton. 
I'd love to see a collab between Buxton and Adams. Buxton and Adams, oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah. See, did Magic Rock do one with? Was that the Herbalist that they Magic did Rock Adams? did one with Adams? Yeah. 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 See, I wasn't that fussed about that. No, I wasn't. But whereas I break both breweries. Yeah. She's a bit of a shame. A dream collab. I'll think about it. See if I can come up with an answer before the end of the show. Okay. Uh, well, while you're um, coming up with an answer, you, you can also share uh, where the uh, great big box of nothing the is going. The great big box of week. nothing is going this week. Uh, right. Okay. Well, in reverse order. So we got. We do have a runner up, and the uh, the runner up comes from Million Bevs with a uh, free bean stout float. So free bean stout from uh, Lervig. Um, and he's obviously added a bit a bit of ice cream to that one. Nice. That looks like it's on a hot day, which we've had a few of them recently. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's probably quite tasty, that. Because we, we loved that free bean stout when we had it at the bottle share a few months ago. I didn't. Weren't you there for that? No. Or didn't you enjoy I, it? I don't. It's got, uh, it's got tonka beans in it, which gives that um, marzipan flavour. Oh, I don't like marzipan. I don't remember that. That I don't like. Oh, okay. But anyway, the winner is from Mark the Beer Trawler in Dublin with a picture of O'Hara's 51st State IPA behind, with Pac-Man playing in the background, which is reflected through the beer. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's, I, I love the reflection on yeah. the beer. And you've got a bit of reflection on the table as well. Yeah, so, excellent. Um, obviously, they'll both be shared, um, and you'll see them before the show goes out. If you haven't, please look them up, because especially the Pac-Man one. That really grabbed me. Pac-Man's basically playing in a glass of beer. <laughs> which I think is brilliant. So good. So yeah, so the, uh, the the box staying in Ireland again then. The box is it's made it's, it's made its way there a few times this year. And it it's has. staying over there. Yes, it it's uh, we need we need to wrestle that one back. We need to wrestle it? it back. It's, it's it's more evidence of Brexit, isn't it? Absolutely. Even the box is trying to get away. I know, I know. And if you want to have a go at, at, at trying to wrestle that box back and, and bringing it back over to to, to the UK, uh, put a picture on Instagram. Use the hashtag Cheers Guys, and if it's the one that catches Martin's eye next week, you'll be getting the empty box of nothing. Delivered to your door. Exactly. Um, so, uh, back to the beer, because we are almost done here uh, this evening. What, what are our thoughts here? I'm enjoying it. Um, I think it's, it's, it's nice to have a adventurous uh, stout like this, which doesn't have to be over 10%. I mean, typically these kind of stouts tend to be the higher end of the scale, don't they? When they yeah. want to do these more exotic, sweet flavours, etc. I mean, that free bean stout I just had in one of the pictures... That was that's up towards the getting towards the double figures if I remember correctly. At five point three percent, I think there's lots going on. It's almost like a sessionable version, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably only do a few in one sitting. I think it's because of the sweetness. Yeah, because it has got that artificial peanut butter flavour to it. Like I said, the Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, um, it is very sweet. I mean, it's very sweet. The flavours are all there but it has got that sweet finish to it and that, that sweetness is getting a little bit sticky in the mouth as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd Especially if it's starting to warm up too much as well. Yeah, yeah. But I think for 5.3%, and it does, it doesn't pretend. What it says, it does. Absolutely, yeah. That does what it says on the tin. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we're almost there this week. Uh, if you want to get involved in the show in any way, shape or form, either talking about what we've spoken about this week, asking us random questions or, or, or getting involved in what we're going to be talking about next week just use the hashtag opinions and we will find your views and we will share them on the show um, we are still running the listener survey there is a link to that in the show notes we're still really grateful for everybody that's completed that so far we do still need people to complete that it's helping us to, to shape what the show is going to look like moving forwards um, and what's coming up next week mate? Uh, well, next week we're, we're we're out on the road again, aren't we? We, we are, but the whole show is going to be kind of down to you. Yeah, uh, basically we're going to do a bit of a, a go-to beers show. Um, so largely based on um, a couple of posts I did recently about my own personal go-to beers, um, which we've got quite a lot of engagement online, Twitter, with that, with a lot of people who you know read the blog but also listen to the show. So we thought we're trying to we're going to expand it a little bit. We don't I don't know we've quite got the survey. The, the survey wording done yet the opinions poll no. um, we'll, we'll get work on that yeah. we'll try and keep it simple as ever and uh, see how it goes so yeah we're out on the road and we've got um, a guest coming in as well ok so who's joining us next week uh, a guy called John West who's one third of the Doctor Who I'll Explain Later podcast 
Um, I'll let him say a bit more about what he does on that. But I've, I've met him before, him and the guys who do the podcast. And um, he's definitely very much into his beers as well. So it should make for an interest, some interesting content. And, and he knows that possibly he's carrying the show. Uh, I haven't quite told him that yet. <laughs> does he listen to the show? I don't, I don't know, actually. Maybe you should. Maybe <laughs> well, maybe we'll, maybe. we'll find out next Monday, yeah, we'll won't we? We'll, we'll just throw in a few questions, <laughs> can't we, and see, yeah. see if he listens to the show at all. Absolutely. Okay, well, that sounds like it's going to be fun. Because um, like you say, your, uh, that little blog did get quite a lot of traction, so yeah, it will yeah, be good it, to it was, talk good, about that. It was quite a good volume of comments. Yeah. People coming back about some of my go-to beers and then suggesting about their go-to beers, or they don't really have go-to beers these days. Um, so I think, be, I think it could make for some interesting discussion. Cool. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it, mate, for, for this week. So we're going to finish off this peanut butter milk stout. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Okay. And I have it for my collaboration, so you'll have to wait for that. Okay, yeah. Watch this space. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers.